Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. Christians will come out against you. Christians will ridicule you and say that, boy, you're in it just for the money, and you're one of these prosperity preachers. Well, do you want to be a poverty preacher? Do you want to be a sickness preacher? Yes, I preach in prosperity. I believe that God wants to bless us. And there is persecution associated with prosperity. You know, one of the statements out of a magazine that I read, that just really changed my life. It says, God is looking for someone who will care more about what He thinks than what people thinks. God is looking for somebody who will bear persecution for being prosperous. And you know, I wrote underneath there, I said, God, look no further. It's me. You know, I need a lot of money in order to do all the things that God has called me to do. I've mentioned this before, but we're in the process of building an entire Bible college campus. I need about $180 million over the next five or six years. And there's a lot of money, but you know, God, just like Elijah right here, he had already spoken to this widow, but the money didn't come directly to Elijah without him doing something. He had to go and speak to the widow and say, give to me first. And then he gave her a promise that your meal won't waste, your oil won't waste until the day that the Lord sends rain. So we've already talked about how that Elijah took this woman's last little bit of food, not because he was taking from her, he was trying to get her to take a step of faith. You've got to operate in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is what appropriates what God has already supplied in the spirit realm. And so he took this woman's food and God miraculously multiplied this little bit of meal and this little bit of oil for three and a half years and sustained Elijah and her. And then it says in verse 17, 1 Kings 17, 17, And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. You know, there's a couple of things here. I'm not, I'm not going to take the time to go into all of this explanation, but if you just read this on the surface, it looks like this woman is just totally upset, mad, blaming Elijah and things like this. But if you look at it closer, again, this woman was a great woman of faith. And let me go back to when God multiplied her food, He didn't give her three years supply of meal and oil. It didn't just miraculously grow all at once, but every day it's, it says up here, let me read this again. It says in verse 16, And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. It didn't say that the barrel of oil multiplied and just began to overflow and the cruise of oil multiplied. No, it didn't multiply. It just didn't waste. It was always there. And the significance of this is that every single day she had to take this step of faith and feed the man of God first and then trust that there was going to be enough left for her and for her son. Now that's significant. 
And what it says is that this woman lived by faith. I mean, every single day for years, she would get up and make for the man of God first, and then there would be enough left over. It was just a lifestyle of faith. And so you take all of this into account, and the fact that she came to Elijah and began to talk to him about her son who had died, and Elijah took her son from him. It doesn't say how old the son was, but apparently, you know, he was small enough that he could be carried because she was carrying him in her arms and he took her out of the woman's arms and took him up to his bed and laid him on his own bed. So he was, uh, we don't know how old he was, but probably less than a teenager. And the fact that she allowed Elijah to take her son out of her arms says something. Again, I don't know how many of you think through things like this, but I've been involved in some situations. There was one time a boy that died <clears throat> and he was uh, probably 20 years old and he told everybody that if he died, I was going to raise him from the dead. We had seen a man raised from the dead in Pritchett, Colorado. He was a part of that group and so he believed that it could happen. He believed that I had prayed with this man and commanded him back to life and he came back to life and so he told everybody he had a sickness and he says, if I die, Andrew's going to raise me from the dead. Now, God didn't tell me that. I didn't know. But anyway, I was on my way to his funeral and one of his family members kidnapped me because the boy's grandmother, she was a witch. She hated me. She hated the gospel. And she was just convinced that if I went to that funeral that I was going to stand there in that funeral and try and raise him from the dead. And she didn't want me missing with, messing with their funeral. And they kidnapped me so that I couldn't go. So what I'm trying to say is I know that you don't come between people and, the, and their boy that has died. Boy, this is a touchy time. And for Elijah to take this son away from the mother and take the body of this son up and and put him on Elijah's bed. To me, this says something, that this woman, even though she was expressing her dismay and things like that, she also was believing God. I believe the reason that she brought her son to Elijah instead of just going to Elijah and telling him what had happened, but instead she was carrying her son and stuff, it was like, here, you know, you have a responsibility. I have been standing here and believing God and giving to you every single day for, we don't know, but it, the whole drought lasted three and a half years. And if she was, you know, three years of it or two and a half years of it or whatever, I have been meeting your need and ministering to you. I have been depositing into you and now you owe me. Not in the sense that it's a debt, but she had sown for this. She had been putting into Elijah's life and now it was time for her to reap what she had sown. So anyway, you could read these verses and see them negatively, but again, I see in this a woman who was a strong, strong woman of faith. Did you know at this time there had never been a person raised from the dead in the scripture? It had never happened. And there is no prophecy about it going to happen. You know, today we have the example, there's eight people that were raised from the dead, not including Jesus. And uh, there is one instance that when Jesus rose from the dead, it says many came out of their graves, but it's just kind of said in passing. We, we don't have specific instance about that. There's eight individual instances 
that we have of people being raised from the dead. And Jesus even gave us a command in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, where He says, Go heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. It's a command to raise the dead. It also says in John chapter 14, verse 12, Jesus was speaking and He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on Me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto My Father. So we not only have the command to raise people from the dead, Jesus said we would do the same works that He did. So my point is, today we have a precedent for people being raised from the dead. We have examples of people being raised from the dead. Our very own Lord Jesus was raised from the dead. And it's not that abnormal. I say that, and yet to a lot of people, it's probably just like you are crazy. You're weird to believe that people can be raised from the dead. You know, I've seen three or four people personally raised from the dead. I have uh, friends. I got one guy that raised eight people from the dead, two in one service. We've had, I've had statements, you know, in our school before and said, if you've seen somebody raised from the dead or something, raise your hand. And we will have 20 or 30 people. Did you know that even though for many people it's just totally... Uh, crazy for you to believe that somebody could be raised from the dead. I have seen it. I've experienced it. My own son has been raised from the dead after being dead for over four hours, nearly five hours without any oxygen and there was no brain damage. I've seen these things. It's one thing for us to believe for somebody to be raised from the dead, but this had never happened in this instance. There was no promise about it. There was no precedent for it. This was just off the charts. And yet this woman brought her son to Elijah, I believe, expecting him to do something. And Elijah took the boy out of the woman's arms and she let him go because she was expecting to receive a miracle. And then it says in verse uh, 21... And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came unto him again. And he revived and Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him in, unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God and that the word of, of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. You know, this is amazing to me. that she, I don't know that this is exactly the way it was stated here in the King James. It's not, I'm not saying that it's wrong, but sometimes you get the wrong impression reading this old English. But for her to wait until she saw her son raised from the dead to believe that Elijah was a man of God and yet he had spoken to her and for years their little bit of food, their little bit of meal, their little bit of oil had multiplied. Seemed like she should have come to this conclusion a long time before this. Maybe she was just saying this is even a greater proof. This is a greater demonstration of who you really are. But my point here is that Elijah prayed for this child and it says he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord. That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. 
Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The second audio teaching in today's series is titled Widow of Zarephath. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this second CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934. Or you can use the speed and convenience of credit card to make a donation by telephone. Call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111. Or go to our website at any hour. You can use credit card to order any of our ministry materials online 24 hours a day at www.awmi.net. Also, be sure to check out the TV broadcast link to find out about the Gospel Truth TV program in your area. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord.